Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. 6.30 Chad and the Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club present the show that is everything Oilers. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Managed print services to keep your printing costs down? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot on Oilers Radio. 6.30 Chad. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer with you in Ice District at Rogers Place. Second hour of Oilers Now, brought to you by our title sponsor, Digitex. Don't spend your valuable time meeting with door-to-door sales reps. Your all-in-one convenient location is digitex.ca, Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office technology software as well. Uh, We'll get back to our River Cree Resort Casino hotline a little bit later on. You can text us at 630-630 on our Heartland Ford text line. Heartland Ford out in Fort Saskatchewan. Griff Jarvis. Mike Gretzky and the gang at Heartland will take care of you with a new, huge, state-of-the-art facility experience. The difference of Heartland Ford, Heartland RV. We're on Twitter, at Oilers Now. Brendan Escott, big part of the show, at Brendan with two E's, Escott with two T's. And you can reach me at Bob underscore Stoffer. Guests on the show receive gift certificates to Japanese Village. Don and his staff back on the show for the seventh consecutive season. Steak and seafood cooked right at your table. Visit their Edmonton South, Downtown, Northside, and Sherwood Park locations. Well, we have a new feature every Friday here on Oilers Now because you just can never get enough of Sportsnet spec. For our friends at Horse Racing Alberta, and we're going to remit, uh, mind, remind you that uh, coming up Sunday, the Western Canada Pacing Derby and Don Byrne Memorial takes place Sunday at Century Mile. Mark Spector, not only is he going to join us every Tuesday, mm-hmm. we have to spread you out, Spec, because, frankly, you and me can only handle seeing each other every three or four days. <laughs> you think, do you think they ever... Bob, we see each other every day. I don't... But did, only for the last 30 years. Yes. Uh, did they end up uh, replastering the 1260 building in the hallway where you and me used to play during the commercial breaks? We used to play full contact hockey. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think they painted that a few times over. Brid, a long time ago, my friend. Brit and Jake used to have, like, hockey sticks there. Yes. And we used to take, like, an orange ball and uh, we have yeah. two nets and just yeah. play... And it was, it was full contact. Full contact. There were a couple times, maybe, somebody may have been cross-checked through a part of a wall and well that, that wasn't a very profitable month for the Stoffer family I can tell you that one alrighty uh, so here we are we're at it uh, it's the opening day on ice of uh, training camp the Ken Holland Dave Tippett regime let's start there does it have a different feel given uh, the availability that these guys have been out there with with Holland and Tippett yeah well certainly you know from a media standpoint, Ken Holland is a completely different animal than the last general manager, Peter Chiarelli, for sure. Uh, you know, he's, he's a guy that sits in and among the media often. You see him all the time. You can always walk up and say, hey, I got a question about something. He's, you don't get a, you know, he's just a different guy. Great from our perspective. Um, you know, and Dave Tippett, we've had a succession of excellent coaches yes, here. Yes, very accessible. Tom McCollin was as good as it gets, and Dave Tippett is also. So, uh, life's good, man. I, th- I think what we've learned around here is it's not that, you know, there's a lot of things to make in a good organization. Uh, they've got a top-ranked GM. They've got a top-flight coach here. Uh, it's about putting enough good players on the ice. Let's go. All right. Epstein's mother 
Second text today. Geez, Stoffer, you've talked more about Ethan Bear than Connor McDavid. So let's start there, Spec. We saw mm-hmm. McDavid out with the first session with Leon Drysettle and Zach Cassie. And there was a point where they were coming down against Clefbaum and Joel Person. <laughs> yeah, he... And you could see Person. And then he had to do the up and backs, uh, the bag portion of the skates with those guys. And it was like uh, a little bit different pace. And, and in yeah. fairness to Person, I'll mention he did suffer a significant knee injury last spring that kept him off the Swedish team for the World Championship. Uh, but he looked okay. I but, didn't mind person. Okay, but let's get to ball. McDavid, first of all. He's, yeah, he looks, listen, he looks absolutely great. If you didn't know that he'd had an injury, you'd never know that he had an injury. It's all I'm going to say. I watched him skate the whole time. He's faster than everybody else. He goes wide on guys just like he always has. I got no issues with where Connor McDavid's at. The doctors may say he misses a game or something, whatever. He looks great to me, Bob. Leon Dreisaitl. Looks a little yep. more, uh, a little quicker too. And I mean, Leon scored 50 goals. This is, uh, we just yeah. had Elliot Freeman on for the River Creek Resort and Casino. We we're talking about Marner. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, at least probably uh, the Leafs offering seven times 11 million per year. Suddenly that eight times eight and a half for Leon coming after a 50, oh, it's great. 50 goal year. Oh, it's great. Right? Yeah, you know what? The Oilers got, a, I don't know if they got lucky. I mean, give, give Pete Shirelli credit. Um, here we are just a couple of years later. All these guys in their second contracts are holding out, and, and it's a big problem in a lot of cities. Winnipeg? Winnipeg, Calgary, Toronto, you know, Colorado, you name it, every year now. So if the, the second contracts become a real sticking point. Uh, Shirelli, that summer, he got McDavid done, and he got Drysaddle done. Uh, which are both excellent numbers and the maximum term. Uh, those are two good contracts for the Edmonton Oilers right now. And don't think that Toronto didn't wish that they got Marner for eight years at a very reasonable number the way the Oilers have dry saddled. You hit on Joel Person, and uh, we'll mention Chris Russell was not on the ice with Matt Benning uh, in the first session. Uh, Russell was not out there. That changed the makeup because they had four lefties and four righties. I want to uh, yep. get, get a thought. Your thought on Person, very interesting personality. Yeah, uh, real late bloomer. You know, played in the fourth division in Sweden, <laughs> right? He took a long time to get out of Sweden. So uh, here he is. My, I guess my question becomes, Bob, so I really like the thought of Nurse and Larson in a pair. That's yeah. great. Uh, Russell and Benning, if that's my third pair, I don't mind that pair one bit. Um, who plays with Clefbaum? Who plays with Clefbaum? If Clefbaum is probably your top minutes defenseman, yep. Uh, is whoever plays with him, whether it's Pearson, is he ready for 20 minutes next to Clefbaum? I'm not so Maybe sure. Maybe he about only that. has to play 16, and, and with 14 of it being, or 15 of it being even strength. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, it could be. Is Bear ready for that many minutes? Frankly, neither of them are. So you're right, Bob. Um, Clefbaum would make up minutes sort of 17 through 21 on special teams, I guess. I got to tell you, Mark, I didn't recognize Ethan when I saw him. Great shape. Yep. Like he, the body, and people go, oh, yeah, you're, you know, fat guy talking about body comp. Well, you know no, what? No, if no, my no, job no, was no. to be a full-time NH, if I was good enough, yeah. believe me, I'd be in shape. Ethan Bear told me last year in uh, San Diego yep. at the playoffs, he said, okay, you know what? He said, I used to fool around the summer. I used to go home to Saskatchewan and hang out with my friends for a long time and have some fun and just enjoy myself and well, not work that hard. And he said, I'm growing up. I'm growing up this summer. This was at the very end of their playoff run at Bakersfield. He said, I'm spending my summer at Edmonton. I'm going home just for my hockey camp. He runs a hockey camp yep. there uh, where he's from. 
And he says, I'm going to Edmonton. I'm spending it there. I'm growing up. It's the exact words he uses. He says, I'm growing up. I'm getting in shape. I'm taking a run at a job here next year. And it appears as if he's delivered on well, that promise. He's way lighter, yeah. uh, far more streamlined, way better body composition. Why can't he have that and job? And he's quicker. And that, you know what? Offensive right shot guy? Right. Why and can't he be that guy? Why should Pearson walk in from Sweden and be a better player than Ethan Bear? Right. Why should that happen? Right. And Pearson is on a one-way deal. Bear is on a two-way. Well, but... I can tell you, based they need on a player, man. Right, that's one job that's going to be decided not by the contract, but by who's playing better. All right, uh, Sam Gagne, left wing. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, uh, with James for now. for now with James Neal on the right side and Ryan Nugent Hopkins on the second line. Your thoughts on that, Mister? Well, it's interesting. Uh, I don't know. Um, I also saw. Uh, are we going Nygaard or Nygaard? Let's go nigh for now until I call him knee. I'm going to talk to him because Swedish guys would probably call him knee guard. Um, he was on a line with, uh, who was he with at this Colby this Cave and Patrick yeah, Russell. That's it, Russell and Cave. So they didn't bring knee guard over to play in that role. Right. Frankly, I you know, they're hoping that he would be the guy playing with Anujan Hopkins more so. Well, and he might have to at some point. And he may have to. He so we'll see how Sam does. But they're going to give Sam the benefit of the doubt out of the gate here because he's a veteran. Yeah, that's fair. L- listen, let's not make the mistake of going to town on, on the day one of camp lines. Right. They're just lines. Some, sometimes they mean something. Like I see Larson and Nurse are together, right? You see McDavid and Cassian and Drysaddle together. Yes. Okay, those mean something. I don't think those other lines mean much ball. Well, case in point, uh, Gaetan Haas was with Marcus Granlin and Cameron Habig. Right. Chason was with Marodi and Yurko. So I could see Chason moving up a slot and ending yeah. up with Haas and uh, Granlin. And they, they That's s- got a chance of being right. a decent third right. line. So you're, you're supporting whatever, right? Haas, a rookie center, with a couple of yeah. uh, veteran players, and Granlin and Chason. Uh, Riley Shan. Yeah, talk to him at uh, some length. Rocky Di Pietro. That's why he's wearing number 23. That's his uncle. <laughs> I remember learning that at some point, but that is interesting. Yeah, yeah there you go. Former Notre Dame star. He was centered yeah. in Jujar Kara and Josh Archibald. I do think that could be a line. Uh, yes, that could be a line. I, I see um, you see Shane as your third line center here. Right? Right. I mean, that's pretty clear. He's the guy that, you know, he said, he said, when I was in Pittsburgh, what I like to be able to do was to take some of the pressure off of Crosby and Malkin, maybe take some draws in some situations where they didn't have to. You know what I mean? Give, Take some defensive draws, uh, do some of the speed work, and that McDavid and Drysaddle don't have to. And then leave them fresher for other times. Important draws starting off a PK, Bob, right? Drysaddle's been really the best draw man on this team, right? Lately, and it and might be I don't more want him starting every PK. Let's get him down, maybe a minute to a minute and a half yeah. a game, and, and right, and and as you gotta win, you know, the opening draw on the PK is such an important draw, Bob. Right, such an important draw. The other team wins it, they got a two-minute power play. You win it, they got a minute and a half power play. That's just how it works. Right. So that's a time when I think that's why they got Riley Shan. I'm gonna say I can't recall who would be Bob. You'll remember this. Give me the last really good face-off man that was also a good player here, like the mix of player and face-off guy. Who was it? We're not going back to Mike Pekka, are we? We might be. <laughs> right? It's been a long time. It's Because it, it's been an issue for a while. And I, I go back to 
in November, and people are tired of hearing this. Again, Mark Spector joining us, and he'll join us every Friday, most days for a phone hit, but since we're live here at Rogers Place, he's up in the booth with me. Uh, for Horse Racing Alberta, Western Canada Pacing Derby, Don Byrne Memorial Sunday, Century Mile. Uh, Spec, you know, That's November of 2016, Edmonton second in the league in PK. Talbot was a big part of that. Huh? Anton Lander, dedicated penalty killer. He, he was good. He was dedicated, he was, but he's not a great five-on-five But he guy. wasn't a, the, he was a good draw man. Not a good enough player to stay in the league. Five on five. And Latestu was... He was kind of that guy. Sure. He was supposed to be okay. that guy. The problem was he became more valuable on the power play, right. and then right. he couldn't play the minutes to do right. first unit power play, second unit PK. Right. Kyle Brodziak's, you know, health didn't hold up. Right. He could have might have been that guy. And, and he, he, wasn't. he improved in the face-off circle, got he up did. to 51, 52% late in his career. And by the way, we, we sort of... I mean, we talked about it all summer that he might not be able to go. Uh, and uh, Jason Greger wrote to him a yesterday. great piece on it. And, yep. uh, you know, Kyle's a terrific story. And I'm just glad that... That's a terrific guy, yeah, man. Yeah. You know what? I talked to him yesterday. I thanked him great for so many years pick. of... Yeah, you know, he's just that guy, a veteran voice in the dressing room that... If you had a question about how things went, that's that's why us old scribes, Bob, we talk about you got to go to the rink. You got to come to the rink. Like I get it. There's a lot of writers out there and some real good ones who don't come to the rink for various reasons. Right. I'm not dumping on those guys. They do some good work, but I'll tell you, you sit down with guys like Carl Brodziak who played 900 games, and you do learn things. He he was an open book, and he give you some insight, you know. And I'm he's so just happy. Made you know Rob, a little I'm bit more. so happy. Robin Brownlee took that buyout at 200 bucks at the 40 game mark. Because <laughs> I would have ended up holding 45. That's right. That's right. I remember that bet. Uh, so all right. Any, so anyhow, they we, got a face-off guy well, in, and, and that's good. And, and here's what I see happening with the third and fourth lines. I see, like, let's just say hypothetically, Edmonton ends up in a scenario where it's Shin with. Kara and Archibald, all three of those guys could potentially kill penalties. And then the Oilers roll with Granlin, who can kill penalties. Yes. Haas and uh, Chason, who can kill penalties or play power play. Uh, softer minute matchup for Haas since he's a rookie center. But uh, two veterans potentially with Granlin and Chason there. Sure. And then Shan uh, with Kara. Kara can take some left shot uh, draws. So can uh, Shan and uh, on the right side, Archibald, who's played a little bit of center as a right shot. So you know, I, I like that, Bob. I, I, I as you look at their bottom six, there it's better. The, the those depth guys of, are all in their place. The like, depth of the forwards is the, way better. Is way better than last. And that's it not. For, I mean, Ratty, Yamamoto, and Pulleyarvi on the right side. Yeah, those guys were. Not Did, NHL players, and and then Luch, you know, yeah, Luch, Lucic struggled. Lucic was a struggling veteran right. player, and no, no, I I like this bottom six. There's competition, but there's six guys that I want to say they're all legit NHL bottom six players. Yeah. You know, Haas is on the sh- one. Haas is the one unproved, okay. but he's going to be totally. Helped out, helped out by having two veteran guys in the way. I'm remiss by saying that. Haas has to prove himself. You are right. But, uh, like, for instance, Chason. You know, I know he was really good with McDavid last year. But Chason on a good team, like Washington when they won the Cup. Third or fourth line guy. He's a third or fourth line guy. If he is on your third or fourth line, you got a way better team. Yep. I'm going to ask you one final question because the room is going to be open, Mark, in one minute. So you have okay. 40 seconds. Uh, we had a texter. Would you do this trade? Who? And Brendan Lemieux signed for 900K with Saw the Rangers. That. And there, there's some baggage out there at Brendan Lemieux, but I think the better the organization, the easier. Look at the, look at the Patriots. They seem to be handled, able to handle anybody. Uh, would you trade Paul Yarvey for Brendan Lemieux? Mm. Lemieux is does not have the upside to be a top six NHL player. Nope. Paul Yarvey might, though he's far from proving that right now. Boy, oh boy. Would you think about it? I would certainly think about it. 
I, you know what? I gotta, I gotta know, I gotta know more about Brendan Lemieux and not just what my scouts saw from the press box. I gotta know what kind of guy he is. Yeah. I think there. I don't know that there's issues there, but I want to know if there is. Some there. guys drag you into the fight, and that's a good thing. Yeah. Other guys get you into fights that you don't really want to be in. Yeah. Which one is Brendan Lemieux? I thought the trade you're gonna ask me was Julius Honka for. For I, I, would do, I would not do that deal. Yeah, the owners got lots of right. They got lots of right shot puck moving defensemen yeah. already. I would not do that trade. Yeah, Mark, uh, we appreciate your time. I promised we'd get you down into the rink, so just keep your headset on. We're going to throw it a break here. It is one twenty in Edmonton, and this is Oilers Now. This is Zach Cassian from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Boz Stoffer on 6.30. Zach Cassian, uh, Group A today with Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl. 123 in Edmonton, Bob Stoffer at Rogers Place. Group B just wrapping up as we speak. All right, uh, we've talked about him a fair amount today, and he's going to shed some light on his commitment level in the offseason. Here's my conversation with Ethan Bear. Ethan, you uh, you don't quite look the same this year. Uh, obviously, you've had a great season off-season, uh, off-season training-wise. Uh, just uh, maybe educate us on sort of what you did, how you changed uh, the body composition, because you look a lot quicker out there. Yeah, um, well, I just took it more serious this summer. Uh, obviously, I, from uh, last year and dealing with injuries and setbacks, I, I didn't want to... You know, deal with or deal with the feelings of being not strong enough or not in good enough shape when I got here. So, make sure I did re- good rehab. I ate clean um, and just trying to work out every day with Chad. But at the same time, try to do something to better myself in the gym and just um, taking care of my body wise. And uh, with that, I just kind of I just got more confident on the ice. I can feel stronger um, and just quicker, just the way yeah quicker. Um, and it was just like uh, it was really a big eye opener for myself. Uh, you know, I, w- I wish I knew it sooner, but as like. You know, it's just a learning experience, part of growing up, and you know, I'm really happy to have figured it out. I'm told you were here all summer, and you never missed an on-ice session during the entire uh, summer. So, yeah. is that part of the, the you know, the commitment? Because you want to make that jump, don't you? You've had, you had, you had a taste, yeah, yet, right? But it's been two years pro now. You want to make that jump? Yeah, no, I, I really do, and it's just kind of a, what kind of thing is I kind of just from watching like pro sports more often now, being in the states, like watching basketball and LeBron, and kind of listen to Kobe Bryant, how they would do just like hearing their stories about how they would come to work every day and better themselves and just try to get better and master their game and I just kind of just from watching them just kind of try to pick up those habits of myself and just kind of work on myself each day like just the way they would do it because you know they're they're phenomenal athletes so I think uh, you know that's what I really wanted to do I wanted to make sure I was on the ice every day and even when I was gone uh, I was always arranging like the my ice times for when I was somewhere else trying to stay on the same routine as I would be if when I was in Edmonton. You, I mean, obviously, look, they bought out Andre Sacra. There's an open, they've got five returning defensemen. There's two open spots. You want one of those spots, and there's an open spot on the right side because the coach wants to go lefty-ready combination. Yeah, no, that's, uh, no, it gives me a lot of opportunity. So right now I'm just trying to make sure I take care of my body and, and making sure I'm, I give my chance, I mean, give myself the best chance to be ready at practice each day and, and show up when I have to. That is Ethan Bear who was an elite puck-moving right-shot defenseman uh, with the Seattle Thunderbirds, helped get him to the Memorial Cup, played with a broken hand at the Memorial Cup that year. Had a pretty good rookie year, was oft injured last season, and uh, 
I think we're going to see him probably get at least four exhibition games for the Oilers. I'd be surprised if that weren't the case. Quickly just running down the forwards. McDavid with Settle and Cassian. Nugent Hopkins with Gagne on the left side and James Neal. Riley Sheehan today with Jajar Kara and Josh Archibald. Uh, Gaetan Haas wearing number 90, uh, number 91 with uh, Marcus Granlin and Cameron Habig. Cooper Marodi, who got banged around a bit, uh, would have liked to have had a better performance in the rookie games. He is with Alex Chase on the right side and Yurko on the left. Uh, Colby Cave with uh, Joe Kim Nygaard and Patrick Russell. Ryan McLeod with Tyler Benson and Kyler Yamamoto. Uh, Brad Malone with Curry and Gambardella. Bo Sturet uh, with VC Maximov and Raphael Lavoie. And then uh, Esposito, who I'm just thinking here, uh, played half a year. Luke Esposito got 24 points in 63 games on an AHL deal uh, with uh, Ostaf uh, Safin and Anthony Peluso. There's a rundown on your lines for you. For those texters that are saying, hey, Bob, on a Heartland Ford text line, you, uh, you know, you got to give me the potential third, fourth lines of the American Hockey League. We just ran down every forward that was on the ice today. 127 in Edmonton. When we come back, a very interesting this day in Oilers history, which is going to spawn a conversation. I will get to more texts on our Heartland Ford text line, and we'll have a one-on-one conversation with Riley Sheehan. We'll bring Brendan Escott in after a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.